we're coming in live, direct. It's a bonus round of a healthy obsession because we've got a very special weekend ahead, so we decided to give you a little bit more flavour. Phoenix Celtic are in a semi-final. Yeah, that's why we're doing it. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the Copper America or Euro 2020. It's uh, Phoenix Celtic semi-final. It's a big deal. That's still going on. Oh, hello. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. That's better. That's a lot better. It's <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, so uh, well, yeah, welcome back, everybody. We're doing a little bonus feature today. We're going to be talking a while way through the semi-finals, which have uh, just been completed in Euro 2020, and we're going to have a look at the final this weekend and some other shit that's going on in the world of football, aren't we, Tommy? All of it. Do you think people are happy about hearing our voices twice? Yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my opinion on that. It's not good if you can't even convince yourself. Yeah, I, I don't hear myself twice in a week, so... <laughs> Bonus! That's why you have to talk on the show, so people can hear your voice yeah. twice in a week in. You lucky bastards. You're not just talking to yourself at the house. Everyone's going to be sick of hearing it's coming home. You're really excited, aren't you? You've people, been bullish on England. People hate it's coming home if they're not from England. They <laughs> fucking hate it. It like, really riles people up. It does, doesn't it? Oh, what do you mean it's coming home? Yeah. It's never been home. Or England's not the home of football is the argument a lot, isn't it? I th- a lot, the real meaning behind the song is that it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a sad meaning, really. It's just that it's like we're just... Desperate for something good to happen, really. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pathetic, really. It's like, yeah. All right, so where are we starting? We're starting with the semi-finals. So there were two semi-finals this week to decide who's going to be in Euro. You're in the final for the first time in fifty-five years. Fifty-five years. Is it safe to say that they're underachievers? <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not good, is it? It's mind blowing. I, I, I actually genuinely didn't think I'd see the day. I, I was sort of thought like, it never happened. Don't think I'll see England play in the final. I think I thought that there was so much of a stigma associated with England and the national team that it would probably never happen because of how negative everything was. Right. While we've been sort of young men and growing up watching football, yeah, it was just it was just put into your like burnt into your brain that we'll fail somewhere. Yeah, like but, <laughs> still have won it, have we? Uh, no, no. But but is is a final enough of an achievement? Do you think that? It's progress, so it's semi-finals and now finals, and even if they lost on Sunday, it, is that like you're just in the going in the right direction, basically? That the expectation now is, you know, semi in a final at least. I think any time you got to get to a final, any time you get to a final, you've got to want to win it. Like you've, uh, I don't, I wouldn't be satisfied now finishing as a runner. I wouldn't go, oh, that was great. You'd, <laughs> you'd almost be more gutted. You'd be like, God, we were that close. Would you rather not make a final and? Then lose it and be in the final. Would you rather not be in the final? No, of course you want to be in the final. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be like a proper sour puss attitude, wouldn't it? Yeah. If <laughs> I, I, just don't, want, I don't want to be in it. I'm not even entering. <laughs> I'm not even entering because we might not get in the final. <laughs> I, that's, see, I'm petty. That's what I'd be like. I'm not playing. I don't lose. I just quit before you decide who the finalist is. <laughs> so talk to you about the semi time. It was, uh, it was a, an exciting game. There was lots of different action and loads of different talking points surrounding mm-hmm. the game. So what did you think of it overall? Well, it was a good. It was an entertaining semi-final. I think it had a bit of everything. Um, it wasn't a, a classic classic, um, but it wasn't a bad game. I uh, up until it was a strange one for me because up until kickoff, maybe twenty minutes before kickoff, I was very optimistic. I was three 0 England. How came to score? Mm. And how did that bet work out? For didn't, you? didn't happen. Didn't come in. Could have been millionaires. <laughs> um, but. I was very optimistic until about 20 minutes before and then all of a sudden for the first time in this tournament and that sounds arrogant I actually got a little bit like oh this is a big game this is, I'm a bit nervous here like this 
this is bigger than maybe I've thought in my head. Mm. Um, and it, it became quite real, which was, I love that thrill of a big game. That's, kind of, that's why I love, the, love football, because that big game feeling. And I finally got that for the first time. And that, that, I think the game lived up to that because it had those moments of like, it's not going to happen, it's going to happen, shit, this might not happen. And, and yeah, I just uh, I enjoyed it. Enjoy it. England came out of the gates just uh, exceptionally well. The first 15 minutes, uh, they just all over Denmark. High press, they created a couple of chances, uh, sort of half chances, if you will. But yeah, then it the, the pattern of the game changed pretty dramatically after that. England dropped off quite a bit, didn't they? I, I thought it was textbook kind of British-English like, mentality because we came out flying. And I think Sterling, Kane put an unbelievable crossing from the right-hand side in about the fifth minute. And uh, I thought Sterling might have slid for it. Upon the replay, I don't think he could. But in a moment, I was like, God, I hope we don't have a great start to the game and, and Rue not kicking on. Yeah, a bit of a Gaza moment where you, you sort of wanted him to throw everything he had. That was the kind of the, the right. murmurings at the pub, wasn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. oh, no, like, why isn't he throwing his body out? But it's quite hard. The ball got whipped yeah. in pretty fast, wasn't yeah. it? In the moment, yeah. Upon a reflection, no. But it, it was... It was one of those ones I was just worried. I was like, fucking hell, we're going to get mugged here. And, typically... Straight down the other end. We got mugged. Yeah, so I, I, I think I was frustrated. I, I didn't think it was a free kick at all. Uh, and I thought the referee was very whistle-happy in the first half, especially. It killed the flow of it with a lot of blows. Mm. Um, yeah, well, the free kick I was going to come to later, we'll talk about it now. It was two fouls back-to-back. And the first one is given against Mason Mount, and he's sort of... I think the Danish lad's thrown himself on the floor. He's not been elbowed in the face, but he's sort of just been muscled. Right. But, you know, nobody complained about that being a dive, did they? <laughs> and, then, and then from that free kick, it's the ball crossed in, and I think it was Shaw. The, the Danish lad's fallen over. Shaw Berto. Shaw Berto. Go on, talk about him in a minute. Yeah. The, the Danish lad's gone down. Again, nowhere near the ball, very, very easily. And the referee's given a bloody foul. And, that, of course, what we see from there, everyone knew it. This is going in the back of the net. And to be fair to the lad, he's absolutely spanked it. He caught it really nicely. But what did you you make of two things? One, the wall. Denmark set pieces, they were very, very sort of odd in their setting up from set pieces. And the free kick, they set up their own wall and then moved to the right very aggressively. What do you think about that as a strategy? And then talk about Pickford, because Pickford got criticised quite a bit, didn't he? I I love the Danish uh, with the set pieces, because obviously they didn't fancy Pickford in goal. Because... (laughs) The way they, they, they set everything up inside the six-yard box with loads of numbers. So obviously there, there's something they've seen in the build-up to the game, in their prep, that made them think that that might be a weakness for England. Um, so I, I quite like that. I think that's great. It's just uh, putting the cards on the table. Let's see what you've got. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. It's creative. It's different. It's something new. Um, for the goal, I've, I've had many debates about this. I don't think a goalkeeper at the international level should be beaten that far inside the post. Mm. But I'll give him credit. I mean, the strike, it dipped. And it dipped at pace. It knuckled, didn't it? Yeah, the, the way he struck the ball was such a, a, a great technique. Uh, but the ball was moving, but yeah, I agree with you. I think if it's that close to centre, keeper should probably yeah. be doing better, shouldn't it? That's my opinion, but we're giving benefit of the doubt. But I'll tell you this, are you, are you on free kicks tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, things of week? Yeah, probably. All of them? I got, I'm on pens, I'm on corners, I'm on free kicks. A sub on for free kicks. I like that. <laughs> sub right back off. <laughs> I, I've got no technique from free kicks. No? And I just smash them. I'm going to hit one tomorrow. Yeah. I think you, you said that last time when you, you hit the wall. No one ever lets me take them. 
<laughs> you did take one. I can't remember when it was. For so like, relatively recently. That's years ago. Do you, what, do you, what do you go for? Power or you going for a, a little curler? Both. Power and curl. Power and curl. Power curl. Outside of the foot. <laughs> Roberto Carlos mode. Go on, tell us about Shaw. Uh, well, I think we talked about it last week, didn't we? Or maybe the Wizard this week, where Shaw and his stats are just outrageous from this tournament. He's mm. up there for player of the tournament if England do go on and win it. What's so his stats? The stats are insane. So against the Ukraine, I know this is a game before, but 100% long, pack, long pass accuracy, 100% tackles won, 81% pass accuracy, three attempted crosses, three successful crosses, three chances created, two big chances created, and two assists. That was against Ukraine. So we're going back again and Ukraine were essentially a pub team. But he played well also against um, Denmark. He's, been, he's just been Mr. Consistent. And him and Sterling have got a great little link-up going on. Mm-hmm. That little connection's good. You were having a bit of a moan. He got slagged off big time in the pub um, against Ukraine. He goes forward. He only doesn't go forwards. He only goes backwards and sideways. It's big criticism. I'm surprised one of his stats isn't that he made a record number of backwards passes. And you're, you're quite a, a progressive thinker, I think, most of the time about football, but I think this is something that I heard you and another coach that was in pub, at the pub with you that day were remain nameless. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of criticism about him not going forward. The commentator said it as well. And I thought, is that a, a, a sort of British mentality of ball retention would be sort of applauded mm-hmm. in other countries? You know, instead of forcing it and turning over you keep the ball and start again if an opportunity is not there. So, I mean, I think the stats don't lie, Thomas. Shoberto Carlos is player of the tournament. I was about to say I'm happy to be proven wrong, but that is a ludicrous statement. So, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, so so anyway, Shaw is a player of the tournament. What else have we got going what, on? What do you make of the equaliser? Because we had a good response. Going 1 0 down like that, I think immediately everyone thought, fucking hell, we're done here. We're in trouble. I, I, I sort of have. Maybe because it's watching United the last few years that. Oddly, United had all these comebacks from 1-0 down last season, didn't they? And for a while, I get this kind of impending sense of doom whenever a team I support goes 1-0 down because I think, oh shit, have they got the mentality to get back? I actually wasn't thinking about that on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was. I felt quite confident that England would press on and score. I just thought overall they don't look like they're... And that's the first time they've gone behind in the tournament or been scored against in the tournament. But I just thought that they're too positive of a team, I think, that they weren't not going to create chances. You knew a chance would be created. It was quite early in the game. When did Denmark score? Was that 15th minute, 20th minute? 30th minute. Oh, the 30th. So you still got 60 minutes of football. Yeah. You, fan- you fancy the set of players that England have got to, to create a chance, right? True, true. true. Uh, just going back to Pickford real quick. Oh. He had a couple of clangers, right? I think, was it before or after the goal? Four, I think, and it's just uh, he—he's the I think would be the biggest worry. He's—he's he's likely to drop a complete bollock, isn't he? <laughs> I, think, I think he's got it out of his system now. The one he threw straight at the Denmark. It's optimistic. Match. Fucking hell, man! Like, what, what's he doing with that? That's pub football. It's sloppy. You'd be upset if Heath did that tomorrow. I'd be upset, if I, I'd be upset if I did that. Well, you did do it three weeks do, ago. I wouldn't do that. You dropped one in your own net literally three weeks ago through your own legs. That's, that's rumours. <laughs> it's because of your silky shirt. But the response was very, very good. I mean, we had two chances. We scored, what, seven or eight minutes later, equalised. Yeah. Sterling had a great chance that he hit straight at Schmeichel. Everyone says it's a great save. I, th- I think it's a bad miss. He should, he should but either side of Schmeichel has ah. a goal. He's six yards out, he should score. It's a bad miss. Yeah. But that was a good sign. And then, I mean, the goal we scored I thought was excellent. Harry Kane dropped into the pocket. 
something he's going to have to do against Italy a lot mm. because I, I think he's, he's up against Chiellini and Zibonucci in your yeah. he's going to have to drag those two out so I watched I watched uh, we'll talk about it in a minute yeah. but I watched the two of them do it against Spain mm-hmm. and they, Spain were trying to do the same thing and they didn't nibble yeah. they, they sat way off because they know if they're going by and don't win the ball against done. Kane yeah. you're done I, I thought in the second half which we'll, go, we'll get into a bit more but I just wanted to bring it up while you mentioned it that Kane kept dropping in the pocket and it worked for the goal right because the through ball was just outrageous incredible pass super pass but then I thought in the second half he was coming into the pocket the ball was going wide and it limited there wasn't really anyone in the box where you would want Kane you want a focal point but I mean it worked fair enough and yeah it doesn't really matter too much but it was a good goal the the ball from Kane obviously got such good vision for those through balls and I thought it was an excellent pass no it was good and then uh yeah, I mean, and that for me, really, after that, I felt like, all right, there's, not, there's no way we don't go on and win the game. After we scored, um, confidence was high. And then, I mean, second half, it was, we just couldn't find a breakthrough, could we? Just no. just carried on going. So, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to skip the second half. You know, well, well, and the Danes, the Danes grew, grew into it, in fairness. They, they sort of, the game ebbed and flowed really nicely, but I thought Denmark did grow into it. And they, they definitely started to look more in control they're just tired surprisingly just fell off energy levels just think, collapsed I think Gaffer had a stinker he made, he made a bunch of subs after an hour and they, they, lost, the, they lost their attacking threat um, exactly. they looked a bit toothless which sort of gave us more confidence to kick on we just didn't capitalise, really. He, he showed his hand, didn't he, the Denmark coach? I think he played his hand way too soon, I, knowing that the game was still tied. 100%. I, I, the second he made that many subs that early, it's like, over to you, Southgate, make, make, pick it apart. Like, mm-hmm. It was right there for him. Um, so that, that was an interesting move by their manager. And, and you're saying he, they, they didn't finish the game with 11. What did he have, just take one off in extra time? Yeah, they had to, I don't know what minute it was, I was just reading it before we came on, but it, yeah, they, so he made his six subs because they got an extra mm-hmm. one and, and he still had to pull a player off, which look, you, you don't know when someone's going to get injured, right? But I think he just, the game management was, it seemed a little naive to me, it seemed a little uh, amateur-ish. Strange. But yeah, they, they definitely fell off uh, energy-wise and I think at that point, once he started making those subs, I felt like Denmark lost the game. Yeah. I, I think that after that I thought England still uh, Raheem Sterling is an absolute athlete I mean it was like 118th minute and he was right. making 50 yard sprints 100%. like incredible athlete and he's I think he doesn't get enough credit for being uh, intelligent as well when he's making his runs he knows when to drive he knows when to hold back and I, th- I thought he was incredible 100% potentially player of the tournament at the moment yeah and I, I mean we don't have to go into this too much but I think if, if Phil Foden had had the tournament Sterling's had it would be oh yeah. he's the new Gazer he's a hero and yeah. I don't want to get into the, the race yeah. part of that too much but I think if Phil Foden has the tournament Sterling's had people wouldn't shut up yeah. it'd be, it, everyone would have the blonde hair and yeah. he'd be a hero so I think he deserves a massive amount of credit because he's been phenomenal I think he's been a leader in this tournament speaking of the blonde hair if England win yeah, you're doing it. Foden has said that the whole team has agreed to do it. I want you to do it. I saw a mo- I'll do it. I saw a mock-up. <laughs> with the ball head as well. I saw a mock-up of a Saka with it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I'd, I'd actually pay for the dye for you to do it. you pay for the dye? I'll buy the dye. you get me the cheap stuff, it'll burn me. Yeah, i get bleach. Yeah. It's a bottle of bleach on your head. <laughs> be burning your eyes while it's going on. A bottle of bleach and just stick me in the sun for half an hour. So what else, what else happened in extra time? So What else happened? Lo- uh, loads of stuff. Stonewall penalty what the cane the cane trip there's definitely a penalty I'll tell you this 
I think it was soft. There's two ways of looking at it. You can look at it like this. You can look at it from the Danish point of view and say, if we were Denmark, mm. we would have been fuming. Big time, yeah. But you could also say, like, if, if we didn't get given that, I think there would have been a lot of people saying, how's that not been given? Mm-hmm. It's just because it's England and, and so many people hate us for whatever reason. <clears throat> it was soft. But when you're travelling at that speed, you got clipped twice. You got clipped on the knee and then you got hit on the other side of the hip. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is enough to go down. Now, it's weak, but it's a penalty. And I'll tell you this, there should have been two penalties possible. Well, sorry, there should have been a penalty before that. The Harry Kane one where he got tr- absolutely wiped down in the box and they brought it back and gave a foul the other way, which is absolute nonsense. Yeah, and there was a, the referee, I thought he had a stinker. I mean, I thought the Maguire, Maguire got booked in the first half, didn't he? For, it was literally just jumping up to head the ball. Like, what does he want him to do? Salmon leap, right. like no arms. Right at the start of the second half, he went up for the head attack. He, he attacked a header <laughs> and he didn't extend his elbow. He got a yellow card for putting his arm out. I'm like, uh, the so ref had a stinker. Like could have easily gone against England. Imagine Maguire picks up another foul in the second half and gets sent off. Like those kind of things happen. I think one thing that's changed quite dramatically over the years. When you used to watch, it's always even as we were growing up playing football, it's always been kind of frowned upon to hit the deck and get up and play tough, and that's always been kind of the the British and the, the English way of playing football. And I think England, due to most of these guys being regular starters playing at the top level in Europe and in the Premier League, they're getting more cute, right? Because there'd be times there where Sterling wouldn't have hit a deck, which we'll talk about that penalty in a minute. Harry Kane maybe would have stayed on his feet because it's like, no, you've got to step up. But Spain, Italy, Germany, Argentina, been doing that to us for years and we bite the bait, right? So... It's just funny because the agenda's on it as well. You, you look at it, everyone's saying Sterling dived, this and that. Right, Italy in the, in the quarterfinal, who did they beat? Austria 2-1. Was it Austria? Yeah. The goal they scored, where the lad was on the ground. Right. He, he was looking for a penalty. He was rolling, yeah, yeah. He's, remotely, he's rolling around on the, flat, mm-hmm. on the floor. They score and up he gets... No, nobody slated the Italians and said, oh, that's oh, cheating. That's great. They said it was funny. Like, what? Uh, Chiellini said, oh, it's because of the momentum of the goal and he got excited. And it's like, all right, mate. Like, but this is the difference, right? So those little... They, yeah, these little... They look, like, do you think any of the major countries that have won all of these big tournaments, do you think they give a shit? No. Do you think Argentina look back and, and give a shit about Maradona's handball? No. They celebrate it. No. <laughs> it's like, so I think England have got probably a little bit more cute to that now, but I thought the referee was, was shocking anyway. So let's talk about the Sterling penalty. Do you, would you have given that if it was a pen? Yeah. It was contact, right? Um, would I have given it? I don't know. I'm a bad referee, so... Uh, wrong person. It's hard, hard job. Yeah. Now, the actual pen itself, mm. I saw a really funny uh, interview with Carl Walker uh, yesterday after the game. And he was... For some reason, if you notice, Carl Walker actually started on the edge of the box when Kane took it. Mm-hmm. And he said he said to Kane the day before, I don't think you'll ever miss a pen. And he says, he says he, all of a sudden he had a feeling that Oh god, I might have to go score a rebound. He goes, I normally wait on the halfway line in case the ball gets cleared, so I've got the pace to mop it up. He said, for some reason, which I think is mad that he just went rogue on this, but he said, for some reason, I just felt the urge to go beyond the edge of the box. I thought I could be the hero that won England the game by scoring a rebound. <laughs> and then if you watch it, it's really funny because he says he froze. 
when Kane hit the pen, everyone ran in the box and Carl Walker just sort of standing there still. He says if, if Kane didn't finish the rebound, it'd look like a right knob. Yeah, and, and I, I, I might, this might be overly critical, but I thought Schmeichel should have done better. I think, I know it hit him in the centre of his body, not much you can do, but I think at any cost, you want to be getting that round the post, or at least, maybe not round the post, but to the left, and to go straight back into the middle. Maybe, I, mean, I don't know fucking anything about goalkeeping, but I, I, I think it was like, maybe, maybe should have done a bit better, but... Yeah, it was a bad penalty. It was a terrible bad penalty. penalty. He usually just smashes them. But Kane, I think Kane's done it on purpose. Hmm. Because everyone goes on about the last golden booty one in the World Cup. It was, <laughs> oh, it was all pens. He only scores pens. Well, he didn't score a bloody pen then, did he? Fox <laughs> uh, in a box. Yeah, I, I think it, is, it does Kane some good now because he's on what, four goals, three goals, four goals. Four now, I think. All right, so yeah. a, bra- a brace in the final and he gets the golden boot. Happy days. <laughs> All right, so what, what else have we got in the game? Have you got any more uh, thoughts just on the semis? Did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time. Yeah. I'll tell you what I enjoyed a lot. T- two little talking points and I think we take a little break here. Yeah? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, no, no break. Adam's staring at his watch. No, no, no break. No, no break. No, keep going. Rolling. No break today, no people. Break. No, no one's getting arrested. This it, show. It's fucking free bonus content. What do you want for free? In a half time, let's jingle. So, two things. Are, uh, two questions for you. Number mm. one, what did you make of the Grealish subbing on and the Grealish subbing off? Because that could have completely backfired for Southgate. Oh, I think it's. I think. I'm oh, sorry, I had the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the hat. I, I think that it. It looks like a stroke of genius now because it came off, right? And you know why he did it? They wanted to change the formation. It was the right time to do it. Yeah, he looks like an absolute like genius now because England saw out the game. They closed it off. But yeah, if that backfires and you know you take a player like Jack Grealish off and you concede and then go to pens, oh, he would have been crucified. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I think. It's a very, very tough decision, but I, I don't think Neville said that. I think Neville said that Southgate hasn't shied away from making unpopular decisions. Yeah. I don't think he's bothered about him. Fair play to him. It's like a, it's a test of his character. He's, he's doing it his way. If we lose, we're going to lose doing it the way he wants to do it. I, I think Steve Holland, his assistant, is very instrumental behind the scenes as well. Mm. But um, in the moment, it baffled me. But when he, when he explained it, and he even talked about, you know, he talked about having Sterling on the pitch and he said, oh, we, we couldn't take Raheem off because he was just so effective right. on, that you couldn't pull him. He said it was a tactical change. And he said Grealish took it really well. He said he, he spoke to Grealish after the game and sort of like, Jack can have a word. And apparently Grealish just turned around and said, like, I don't care, we're in the final, that's all that matters. Which I think is a, a massive testament because you could be sour in that moment. But the squad, it just seems like they love playing together. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think a player of his... Ilk, he's one of the top players in in the world, maybe right. He's up there. He's definitely one of the better players in the Premier League. But to have that attitude, where usually you'd be throwing your shirt on yeah. the floor, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. It is sort of embarrassing yeah. to be subbed at that level, to be subbed off. But yeah, the, the team seems to have that camaraderie and that chemistry, and I think that Southgate deserves a lot of credit for that. So, to add to that, um, I don't know if you saw so Steve Holland again, the assistant manager. So he he was asked who's been the player of the tournament so far. He said Cotter Cody, and he said he hasn't touched a minute for England, but he said he's been the hardest worker in training sessions, and he said he's one of the most vocal in the changing room before games, and I thought that was really interesting, so he's like one of the main leaders behind the scenes, mm. which is testament to like, listen, I know my role, I know what I'm bringing to this, I'm not going to play, I'm likely to play, but I'm here, I'm bringing something to, to it, I'm supporting the group, I'm giving them the right feels, because imagine if it's uh, if he's sitting there and he's moping because he's not playing and he's... We've talked about this with other situations, and it's like, mm. 
he's engaged, he's part of it. And I think that just brings that feel-good factor, the positivity to the group. I think that's massive behind the scenes. I think that there's, uh, we, we talked about it on Tuesday's show, the psychological element of it to me is fascinating that you do have a, a massive, like, I forgot he was even in the squad. You know, or, or you said you mentioned Mings on Twitter, sort of saying it's about a squad, and I don't think I've ever seen that dynamic around. You don't see it around many teams, let alone a national team. And I think that the backroom staff deserve an incredible amount of, of credit, Southgate, especially for for making the cultural shift in the national team. Where you, you've you've heard all the stories about Gerard and the Liverpool boys sitting at one table, and Gary Neville and the United boys sat. There was no Spurs players there, but oh, very good. <laughs> so. But you've heard the stories, right? And now that seems to have gone out of the window. And it seems that the players are actually, they actually want to be there. I mean, look at the celebrations. I don't think I've ever seen England players celebrate that. They they actually look like they want to be there and they're enjoying it. And fair play to them. They they announced today that if they win, they're giving, uh, I can't remember what percentage, or they're giving a load of money to the NHS, the prize money from the Euros. And that's just like, how, how do you go about stimulating that in players that they want to be there and Connor Cody and, and the lads that aren't really going to play but you're part of it and it's very very difficult to get that across and, and push that into players but England seems to have done it fantastically and then last thing I bring up is England looking like they're bloody Brazil or Spain tiki taka for the last three minutes <clears throat> we killed the game just keeping the ball for three minutes I think there was 50 passes every single player on the pitch touched the ball didn't give it away and we killed about two or three minutes off the clock and if that would have been anyone else there'd be videos rotating around the world about how look at that style of play the, the, the game management and the, yeah. the quality of movement and technical ability and all that and it was fantastic. I mean, the England fans were olaying in a semi-final with like five minutes to go. I think that but we'd normally be shitting ourselves. Yeah, usually you're, you're ten yeah. plays in the box, you're on the ropes, <laughs> and you're just clinging on for dear life. And I think that that one shows the fitness levels that would probably scare most teams that they were in the 120th minute of a game and it was the movement off the ball it was like you know a training session it looks like a training session they were just bombing around one two touch and Denmark that killed Denmark they they were just flat they had no answer to it defeated no answer to it so yeah I mean that to do that at that stage of a game and and that level of a game is, is remarkable loved it yeah, no doubt. So, so um, before we go into the, we'll have a look, a look at the final in a minute and get some predictions. But what did you make uh, another great game, uh, another fantastic semi-final and show of football? Was the Italy and Spain game? Italy obviously made the final. It was one-one, um, and Italy won on penalties. So, I, I don't know if uh, you saw the game. What did you make of it? I thought, I thought Spain were far superior. Agreed. If I'm honest with you, mm. if you'd have asked me after that game or at half-time, who do I want to play? Mm. I'd have said Italy all day, um, which I hope doesn't come back and bite us in the arse. They, looked, the they looked tired, Italy. At the end of that game, the 70th plus minutes, they started to look really tired. <sighs> Spain will regret not winning that game. Yeah. Need at, a striker. Yeah. At, at my own peril. You know, I think Spain is a much worse matchup for England than Italy. I think so. Um, because I think we will tire the Italians out and we've got so much depth. And there might be a couple of players that come off the bench and are the hero in this game because I don't see the Italians going... I don't think the game's won in 90 minutes. Uh, probably jumping ahead here. But <laughs> I think we go to extra time. Right. And if we go to extra time... I think that's where we will just run the Italians' legs off them. 
that's where I see it going. Yeah, I think this, it's got to be a game of such high intensity in the final because I think Spain did that to them. And yeah, I, I know it's a little simplistic to look at it this way, but I think Spain were a proper striker. David Villa, a young Fernando Torres away from um, probably knocking the Italians out comfortably because sure. they created a ton of chances. Just there's no killer instinct really. Around. Obviously, there's the joking around Morata and you know whoever else. But what did you make of uh, Chiellini when he went to Pens? Because you see him joking around and bantering. And Jordi Alba. Did you think that was a head game or do you think he was genuinely just having banter? I, I don't know. I mean, he seems like the type of person throughout this tournament. I don't know if he's how old is he? Thirty six. Yeah. I don't know if he's the type of guy that is just so happy, genuinely happy to still be involved yeah. at this level and this kind of a tournament. Maybe that's it, but maybe it's just a little bit of my games because it, it went a bit beyond. He sort of slapped yeah. Jordi Alba and I was like, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I, I, if I was Jordi Alba, I might have like, had a <laughs> yeah. little dig back at him. Jordi Alba didn't look impressed. Yeah. Didn't, he didn't know what to do. He and didn't I, know how to take it. I started to think through their, like, oh, maybe their pals from playing for X, but I don't think they've no. ever played together. No, so just yeah, so Chiellini was fucking okay. with him a little bit and it worked. <laughs> there's, been, there's been some other shithouse in, in penalties this week. We might touch on it in a minute. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was brilliant and, and the pen shootout was good. Marat, um, disappointing from yeah, Marat. Poor was, guy. You knew he was going to miss it. I know, he just didn't look confident, did he? Oh no, he looked, he, he did poor penalties as well, but I think, uh, yeah, Marat, I felt a little bit sorry for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be oh, right. I didn't feel sorry for him. No, 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 no. <laughs> Heartless. No, 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 no. Oh, he's getting death threats and all sorts. Is he? <laughs> from the Spanish. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I saw a really funny sign in the stadium that was, uh, what did they have? Uh, risotto is better than paella. <laughs> that was quite funny. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm actually not eating pasta all week. Yeah, and in you, protest. And that's your favourite food? In protest. So I love pasta. What are you filling it with? Nothing. Pasties. Fish and chips and pasties. <laughs> Fish and chips all week for me. Pasties. Uh, what else uh, is Cur- very English? Curries. Shepherd's pie. Curries. Yeah, okay, that's not English, is it? Cur- <laughs> Cur- curry is English. That's Indian. No, curry is English. Is it an English? Is it it's been curry, rebranded? Is it, curry is an English dish. I don't know if I feel about that if I was an Indian. It's, look it up. <laughs> Google it. What was this you gave me last week about looking something up? About <laughs> someone that was in the pool on Sunday. Did I? Yeah, I remember we were talking about. Like, Google it. No, you, you were saying about like, oh no, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do him for that. <laughs> it's, it's not being policed. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Google Indian it. food belongs to English. Why was that's typical English imperialist mentality? Just take everything that belongs to everyone else. Yes. It's not very nice. Get it. why everyone hates him and want Italy to win. Taking a trophy as well. Mm-hmm. Alright, I want your opinion on this one. Alright. Because this is doing wedding. So now we know it's Italy, England. Okay. Uh, everyone's going on about Oh, it's unfair. England have got home advantage. They've played all the games at home. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. What, what happened in Euro 98 when France won it and they played all the games at home? France no, 98, no. the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup 98. Did I say Euro 98? Euro 98. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, man. So, uh, you know, I mean, nobody bitched about that. Brazil, I know they lost in the semi final, but they played every game in their World Cup yeah. at home until the semi final. Shit, the bed. No one was saying, oh, it's unfair, they've got home. Well, all of a sudden now, is it unfair that there's home advantage? G- Germany were in the final in 06. They got beat off Italy. Yeah. Uh, Argentina won twice at home. Uruguay. What, like, what, what, why is that a point? It's it's because the tournament was technically supposed to be all over the place, right? In whatever number of cities. But that's not England's fault, is it? I can't, I can't ever remember England playing a game. I'm being like, oh, it's unfair. It's on, you know, on away territory. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's just poor form from haters. But I did, I did like the fact that 
the stadium in Italy and Spain was interesting. It's the stadium was full, a lot of Spanish, a lot of Italians, and that's just people that live in London. <laughs> yeah. you know, so I wondered if they felt like, if you're just a Spaniard that lives in London and maybe don't even like football, was it like a sense of duty? I've got to go I support have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I do like that. That's probably a great part of uh, being in London. There's not another city in Europe that's probably as diverse and multicultural oh, so as London. Yeah. Right, so you, you had a stadium full, and, and I'm sure on Sunday, Wembley will have a load of Italian people there, right? Probably. probably. Right? You would imagine so. So yeah, I think that's horseshit. <laughs> so so what? Like anyone that has home that has hosts the tournament can't go in the yeah. finals. You have an unfair advantage. Unfair. Yeah. Fuck off. Go on. Also, how many hosts have choked before? A lot. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's me knocking on wood. Yeah. Time to knocking on the uh, the studio table. Can you hear what I do my head? Yeah. Do, it, do it again. Knock <laughs> 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 myself out. I know. All right, should we should we bang on to this week's? Yeah, let's do it. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah go on. Yeah. I love the way we always have to do it twice. Yeah, we have to. Just in case. Yeah, in case. Well, because I always have to. I always fuck it up. In time. case you in case you missed it and you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, this oh. is this is the hot topic. All right, well, what is it? Interesting. So Gary Lineker tweeted this, uh, and a lot of people have been talking <coughs> about it. The topic of national anthems and specifically England fans mm. but it's not just England fans booing through national anthems right Right. Scotland do it against England um, a load of countries do it against each other mm. it happens a lot right uh, he said if we're lucky enough to, if you're lucky enough to get a ticket to the final please don't boo through the national anthems and give two reasons A because it's you know rude and disrespectful and he said B specifically for the Italian national anthem because it's a belter uh, which I can kind of agree with but Gary Neville's come back, and not directly at Lineker, but he said when I played in in the different countries and the English national anthem was being booed, he always took it as if the opposition fans were trying to unsettle them, mm. um, you know, drown the England fans out, and you know it was never really an attack on them as like a, a nation. It wasn't like oh we we don't like you. It was just create an atmosphere. Where do you fall on that? Do you think it's disrespectful and rude, or do you think it's just part of like the Jest of the environment, the atmosphere. I think it's really easy. Maybe it's just because of political correctness uh, currently in society, whatever, whichever way you look at things and your opinion lies. But I do think after fans have been out of grounds for over a year, and and I think people seem to have forgotten what you go to football for, yeah. right? It's to cheer your team on. It's to boo and have a bit of banter with the fans or boo the the opposition. That's what football is. Like that, I think people seem to have forgotten that in the last year. It's like if I'm going to a football ground and if I'm especially if I would play it, all bets are off. Yeah. Like you, you get in in some countries, you get things thrown at you. You right. get like it's like oh well, all right. There may be this. I, I know why Gary Lineker is saying cause he's saying it's sort of English people that they're being you know sort of uh, you know rude or disrespectful. Okay, I get it, but I don't I don't think that's what it is. Everyone has their own agenda, right? There might be some dickheads in the crowd. Hate Italians. Right. Right, whatever, mm. right? But look, I, I, someone was slagging uh, Denmark off because they boo in Wales when they were walking out the right. tunnel in their game. I'm yeah. like, fuck off. Like, it's fucking football. It, it's part of the, the, the atmosphere, the uh, environment. Come on. It, it's, it's not nasty. It's just 
we're gonna, we, we don't want you here. We don't. Boo! You're you're the enemy. You're the you're the bad. You're the villain in the movie, right? You're the. What do we turn into here? Where it's like you can't boo the opposition. Like oh well, they've got the ball now. You know it's whistling and yeah. booing. We can't do that anymore. It's disrespectful. Should, should I applaud when they have a good goal? Come like, on. Just have an applaud. Are we are we taken away? And I th- I'm actually surprised. I thought you've been out of grounds for eighteen months. Yeah. What's been a year? Like, there's, there's, come on! Like, if, you, if you've forgotten what football is, can, can I not? Like, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of songs about opposition fans. Now, some of, some do go over the line. Of some of them, do. it's just banter. It's, it's just get a wind up, a bit of a laugh. And, and I'm not suggesting that there's, like I said, I'm not saying yeah. that there's not some knobhead English people on the ground that are being sort of, you know, racist, nationalistic. There's all of that goes on, but that's an absolute minority. And all right, it's your choice if you want to boo the anthem or not. But you, you do anything, win at all costs, unsettle the team, and we see that at all levels. Right. I remember England games and World Cups where, where you you're watching it and you're like, what they're booing us there, aren't they? <laughs> I've not been offended. I'm just like, God, they're, they're they're up for this one, aren't they? Like, it just adds to the atmosphere for me. Like, God, yeah. it'll work for a real tough one today. I I, I think so. I, I I think that that's probably where. But I also, I get with Gary Lineker. We're we're living in an age where it's like yeah, sort of everything is a bit of a problem. Oh, uh, I'm not having it. No, I think I think once you're in a football stadium, aside from violence and yeah. racism and that, but I think any if it's uh, you're unsettling the other team, yeah. but whether it's jeering them or the point? Uh, that's what you go to football for. Hundred yeah, uh, percent. And f- I mean, football's been sanitized, right? Where it is just golf clapping now instead of you know, and it's been great to see Denmark full stadium and Wembley full again. So the Italians started off the tournament with a uh, was it. Uh, Bocelli, right? Andrew Bocelli yeah. sang Ness and Dorma. Yeah. It was fantastic. See Barry from EastEnders. I think Barry from EastEnders should sing something to close the Sweet tour. Caroline. Yeah, so yeah, I love that. <laughs> did you not see him singing it? Was he singing it? No, he did it. He did a. He was in a fan zone in London somewhere, and he was on the stage singing Sweet Caroline at the end of the England game. It was how fantastic. Is, how is that not the closing like moment <laughs> of the tournament, like, the lead up to the show? I love, I love it. It was uh, Andrew Bocelli for Italy and Barry from EastEnders. Yeah, anyone that doesn't know EastEnders is like a soap opera in, in England based in London Barry's a bit of a goon and, and, and he's, he's not even on a programme anymore he's like a field field car yeah. salesman wasn't he something like that yeah 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 it's just like a, a bit of a bit of a joke now but he makes fun of himself yeah. you know so it's like and he was singing in a suit at the end of it <laughs> half the people in the crowd didn't know who he was that, that needs to happen that would be just, fantastic just for banter alright that's the end of this week's alright before we go we are going to have a quick final thought from Thomas or Timmy whichever you prefer I've got two final thoughts. <laughs> Go on, Tim. Final thought number one. What do you think about the goalkeeper talking shit uh, in a penalty shootout? Because was it Colombia <laughs> against Argentina? Argentina? That's fantastic. Oh, amazing. Yeah, was it Yerimina kicking? Yeah, oh my God. Because Yerimina had been doing some dancing <laughs> during the game and he's yelling at him. Oh, fantastic. But the keeper, what did the keeper say? He said, I know where you're going to kick it. Yeah, he's can- like, I can tell you're nervous. He called him a few choice words. Not though. very nice words. Yeah. Not that much. I be. love that. I love that the referees just sort of really didn't do anything about it. Was just sort of like, stop, Martinez, stop. South, Martinez, South stop. America is fantastic for that though. If you've not seen this video, shit. you need to go and watch it because it's, it's just the Colombian, Argentinian goalkeeper just absolutely, and he keeps saying, "I'm in your head, I'm in your <laughs> yeah. head." And then and then Yerry Mina misses, and Messi. I've never seen Messi yeah. really like. Fired up. Argentina celebrated that semi-final win like it was the final. That's dangerous, though. That's that's a little dangerous. Messi's got to exercise the demons. He needs to win a national tournament, yeah. right? He's failed always with Argentina. He's been to, like, I think five Copa America finals or something like that. World Cup final as well. Is this his last chance? He's got next year, I guess. He's but... 35, yeah. You would imagine he'll play in Qatar, right? But... 
I mean, that's going to be tough. So Brazil, Argentina on a Saturday, that's going to be a great game. Quick prediction. For that game? Yeah. I think I think Messi, it's that moment. I yeah. think Argentina and Messi. Oh. I, and look, I say that having, I've watched only the highlights yeah. of Copa America, so yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched them through, but it's, it's like it was written moment for Messi, you know, get, get that hoisted up and, and see what you can do. But, and played. I also hate Neymar, so yeah. I hope Brazil lose. It's being played in Brazil, right? <laughs> it's in Brazil, it's in Rio. Yeah. Home, home advisory, no fans. Yeah, no one's mentioned that. Unbelievable. All right, so do you even want to go to the, your Euro prediction? I, you well, I've been dodging it, that's why I brought that up, because you're going to ask me who's going <laughs> win on Sunday but you've been extremely bullish why now are you getting nervous you've been, every round you're like England 3-0 England 4-0 England oh 3-0 I'm getting nervous thinking about it <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous for this weekend I will not sleep Saturday night yeah it's, it's, it's exciting mate. and I've said I'm not going to have a beer till kickoff, which is just absolute nonsense Man, why do you lie to me why do you lie to the fans of the show why, why? do you lie to yourself why am I lying to myself that's the sad, that's the sad part you can just see you sat there because you have to get there three hours before the game starts I've got like the devil and the angel on my shoulder <laughs> one, one, the, the angel's like I'm not going to the, yeah. devil's just, the devil's just down in a Stella just can, laughing at me I can just see you sat there while everyone else is singing Sweet Caroline you just on the uh, seltzer water <laughs> I'm going to take a bottle of rosé tequila with me oh, that'll settle me down fantastic tequila rosé it's rosé tequila <laughs> anyway so do you want to um, pr- make a prediction England are going to win the game I don't think it finishes in 90 minutes okay you say oh, pens oh, if it goes to pens I might have a heart attack I'm just thinking about it it's going to be like Tommy's farted like heart palpitations that we call it your heart's yeah yeah that's that's be careful with that you can't make those jokes at the moment with Ericsson oh for god that's over and done with Uh, so go on England win on penalties England win on penalties that scares the shit out of me that's absolutely bold statement horrible go on what are you doing well, I'm not going to make a prediction. Whoa! Because I've not made one the entire tournament. Have you not? No. Well, I've been asking you guys for your predictions. You've never made a prediction? Well, this, to- this tournament. Really? Yeah. I haven't made one. Except for in Last Man Standing, which I got beat. I lost in the semis. Keep it that way. All right, everyone, enjoy the final. If you're in Phoenix and want to get involved, we'll be down at the Georgian Dragon. Come and say hello. Tommy's buying the pints and Cornish pasties. <laughs> If I'm not on the show on Tuesday, it's because I'm still hungover or steaming or from drunk. celebrating on Sunday. Or crying into your tequila rosé. Not an option. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the match, and we'll be back next Tuesday. Cheers.